What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? I'm also recording. Hello. You may hear the crackle of the fire. It'll feel just like Christmas time in May. It does. Everything does feel just a little Christmassy right now. It's that that trapped in the house feeling. That yeah, just um. And, and maybe it's also feeling Christmas time because you're having cranberry jam and... Uh, <laughs> maybe that should be our song for COVID. Well, there's no place, place like, like home for coronavirus. I was going to say for pandemic. Oh, sure. Um, Either way. I, you or know, Corona times would probably be best in this case. It's... Well, because that, but then you're going to go, it's Corona times in the city. Ring-a-ling. Hear them, Hear them sing. sing. Yeah. Stay inside yeah. or yeah. you might yeah. die. <laughs> um, uh, or you might die. <laughs> it's true. Oh, God. What are people doing? What were these... What were these New Yorkers doing going out to Central Park and on the piers and all like sitting real close together and I know they they um, saw the sun and they felt the warmth and they couldn't help it. They lost their minds. Can't help it. Girl can't help it. Oh no, can't help it. Girl can't help it. Oh no. <laughs> Is that a real song? Girl. That song Girl Can't Help It is incredible. Oh, that reminds me of this really incredible story. Remember Ryan Claiborne? From Interlochen. Ryan Claiborne and I were like missed, missed connections in high school. It was a missed connection. Like it was something that, <laughs> it was something that could have happened, didn't happen because I was too like, mm. Wouldn't that have been amazing? What if there had been missed connections while we were at Interlochen and it, you'd write on the, well, we didn't really have email, but what, what if we'd written like, you were sitting on a bench in the center of campus and I walked by to get cereal at the cafeteria. <laughs> oh my God, can we please do our missed connections right now? Okay, you do your missed connection. And then, I, then I'll think of one for me to do. For, Wait, is we're what? In high you school. mean that interlocking? Yeah, we're in high school. We're in, oh so my we're at, God. We're now in, we're at high school doing missed connections, which I want to stick a pin in that and come back to that really quickly and just say, I might've mentioned this on the podcast, um, I'm so impressed with the students of Bard who have started their own version of Love is Blind. Oh, no. Did no. I tell you about this? So the students at Bard are doing this version of Love is Blind where, um, uh, and one of my advisees is, uh, is, is a main uh, producer of this event where, um, and the last time I spoke with them, they had... 900 students so it must be even more by now so i think the thing is it's it, you have to be a student at bard and you get paired with someone who you maybe have like passed but don't remember like you don't it, you you don't know this person and then i guess you write each other whatever and then you have your like blind date on instagram live i see i see i think it's i think it's kind of great i think it's I, 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 um, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm into, uh, that, 
uh, I would game. not. I would not have been into that in school. No. Oh my god, I would absolutely have been like not a chance in hell. No, it's suicidal, really. Well, I, I, I mean, I would have been like, that's you're, I, you're asking for trouble, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> that's private. It's like I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk to anyone yeah. anyway. Well, in which is why we would have had misconnections. Well, misconnections at Interlock and have to take the form of a note in the mailbox, right? Because that's how we. Right, because right. because this is still like way back in the day when we and because Ryan Claiborne did leave me oh. a note in 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 my mailbox that I was like are we gonna oh. kiss and then I was like I can't think about this right now I need to be the that's lead that's amazing no nothing like that ever happened to me at Interlocking <laughs> though there was this um my I think my I was a freshman and I was I mean when I say I was a freshman I was beyond I was the youngest in the class, and I looked like a young lady. You, you absolutely... Well, I remember when I saw you, I was like, who is that beautiful 12-year-old girl, and how did she get into high school? <laughs> <laughs> and I would have been 15 at that point. Yeah, and you were serving me absolute 1, 2, 12. Like... Yeah. Yes. Truly, truly. Okay, yes. And... This senior visual artist who, this female... Already, like, and also, furthermore, the, the visual artists are always the hottest. The studio art majors are always the hottest. It's uh, just period, the ends, how it goes. Well, she was very sort of, like, sexually forward. This is what I remember. I was totally shocked. Are you about to tell really? us how you lost your virginity? Oh my gosh, that doesn't come for so many more years. I know, I know the truth of it, but I was just, I but had a, a brief she, moment of wondering if maybe you had lost your virginity to a woman accidentally. She's one of these girls who like wore overalls and like a conductor's hat. hat. You know what I mean? Oh, wait, do you remember her name? No. Did it begin with an L? I have no idea, but we could find her in an old yearbook. They have them online now. Because I feel like I knew her, but that's also descri- describing a studio arts major and overalls with a conductor hat. But you didn't pretty... know her because she was graduated long before you arrived. Oh, okay. All right. My sp- I spanned so many people's time interlocking. It's crazy. You really did. Well, you were a four-year. Ugh. And anyways, I remember one day, I think I had some kind of a class. With, I know. I actually don't remember, but... She basically one day looked at me. <laughs> That's so crucial. I think I had some kind of a class. I'm like, nah, I remember. It's very, that's also, I mean, read serving casual as fuck since like, since, since birth. So long. So um, long. But she, she basically to my face one day was just like the stuff that I would do to you. <gasps> And I was like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> that I know. is really incredible. She said the stuff that I would do to you. This is your freshman year? Yeah. I, I, I was either a freshman or a sophomore, but it doesn't matter. Either way, I was did, truly like a tadpole. Did you get it? Did you get what she meant by stuff? Oh, I... Oh, I understood. 
I understood. Yeah. Do you remember was, what you I, said? Oh, I'm sure I pretend I played dumb. I'm sure I was like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you just, I'm sure I turned absolute scarlet red. I was the scarlet letter, and then I ran away. I, I, could, I also picture you in this moment, like... Remember those like incredible um, cups that were like a little too small to feel like it was great when you filled it up with coffee and you would never have coffee. You would have had the hot cocoa. I know exactly what you mean. They were like ceramic cups that had been molded or or thrown so thick that they didn't actually hold any liquid. uh -uh. They were so thick and so small that, (laughs) that, that I would literally have five of those for like my coffee. Like, I'd be like, because wow. I was, well, like, one, I could, like, as soon as it was room temp, it was done, you know? You just, like, take a sip and you're done. But I really picture you having hot cocoa with, like, a couple of marshmallows floating so high in it. For and, sure, for sure, And for sure. you trying to pretend, like, there's more fluid in the mug than there is, so you just don't have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, just tilting this really tiny mug for, like, an exceptionally long period of time. <laughs> Oh, this is because you think the interaction happened in the cafeteria. Yeah, yeah. I love picturing it happening in the cafeteria. I it mean, actually happened right outside of Mozart, Beethoven, Brahms, in between the Visual Arts Building and Mozart, Beethoven, Brahms. What used to be the Visual Arts Building. Didn't it shift? Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Now they have yeah. a fancy, fancy new one. Oh, it's so fancy. It's really it good. It used to be truly like a very elongated tool shed. I know I loved it, and I, I not only did I love it, but I loved like every single person who would walk in out of that building. I'd be like, "Wow, so beautiful! I can't believe it." Yeah, they and they're were so cool. They were hot stuff. Yeah, visual artists were cool and hot. Always and filthy, absolutely filthy. Really? Oh, they were all covered in plaster and metal shavings. You know who I love so much, and who I've been reconnecting with on the Insta. Yes, and we've been reconnecting, and wonderful. He is like what I remember. We were we were in the same dorm, and he was so wild, and I would be like, "I'm trying to memorize my lines." Um, No, he showed me and Roy his balls. I remember my junior year. Uh, he in, also, sh- in- he showed me everything. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, and I remember at the time feeling frustrated because I was like, this is something, again, this is something that is being presented. I'm queer, I should go for this. But I was like focused on my career. I was really like, I've got to memorize these lines and I've got to be the lead and I've got to get another scholarship so I can keep moving the fuck away from Wisconsin. And yet you never went to school again. No need for scholarships. Well, because it was just... Well, I had to get a scholar. I did have a scholarship to get uh, to Williamstown Theater Festival. I couldn't have afforded oh, that. Oh, really? Yep. That's a school thing. Well, Williams... Wait, wait, wait. Do you not know pay? that part of my story? People pay to go to Williamstown? Okay, so Williamstown Theater Festival... I don't know how it operates now, but in the late 90s when I went there, uh, there were apprentices... And to be an apprentice for the summer, it, you and the part of being an apprentice was, yes, you were going to do this, you were going to do some grunt labor, like maybe pick cigarette butts off the lawn or work in the box office or work in the scene shop. You would have liked working in the scene shop. Um, yeah. I think I did some box office but why, days. Couldn't I have worked in the costume shop? Yes. Sorry. Scene shop, costume shop. I know they're different. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean. Um, and uh, so you would go, you would do this, 
you would, you know, have to do some of that, but you would also get to take classes and act, acting and movement classes. And then you would have these chances to audition to be on the main stage or the other stage, which I think was called the Nico stage. And there was also the thing called the free theater, which was going to be outdoors. And, um, but you had to pay because you were going to stay in dorms and you were going to be fed food. Um, cause it was a summer, like a summer training program I see. and I couldn't afford to go and I applied for a scholarship and there was one scholarship that was given out each year and I got it. And that scholarship, the woman who would give the scholarship is a woman by the name of Linda Richmond, who went, went back to her maiden name instead of her married name, which was Linda Ruzan because that is Mike Myers' mother-in-law. And when Coffee Talk happened, she needed to switch her name back to her married oh, right. name because Coffee Talk is literally based on her. I met her eventually. <laughs> and indeed, she was like, you know, it was, she was kind of like, talk. she was kind of like Coffee Talk. She was the woman who told me that I didn't want, that I, she was like, okay, so you're here now, you're in New York. If you can meet anyone, who would you meet? And I was like, I want to meet Madonna. And she said, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> because Linda's... She's correct. Because Linda's best friend um, was, maybe still is, Rosie O'Donnell. So she had, oh. so she had, had some, some run-ins already with M. And, um, right, right, but I still right. want to put it out there. I want to meet Madonna. I'm fully here for Madonna. Madonna helped teach me how to pose... And um, as that I is a on movie Instagram. we absolutely should revisit during COVID, A League of Their Own. I mean, absolutely. There's no crying in baseball. It's There's no crying in baseball. That movie, and it has one of my favorite M songs. This used to this used be to my be playground. playground. So beautiful. Used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're going back to, I need to like work our way back. Words here, Ryan okay. Claiborne. I mean, I get we're wait, doing. Uh, wait, can you help me with something? I sure. recently learned that another famous actress turned down the role that then went to Lori Petty to play Gina Davis's sister. Who was that actress? Do you know this answer? No. Okay, another famous actress turned down. Um, I'm literally gonna look it up. While you look it up, I'm going to guess. And I'm also going to have to guess for the timeline of that movie, which is 94, I think. Um, and so, let's see, 94, famous actress playing Gina Davis's sister, turns it down, is... Uh, I'm going to go with Juliette Lewis. Interesting. Because at the time, I think Juliette Lewis was actually making really interesting choices in terms of her career and was looking to steer more towards um, uh, not like a family fun movie. Because Juliette Lewis around that time was going to do um, Natural Born Killers, which is, I mean, iconic. I just saw Juliette Lewis in this, um, in this, uh, like compilation of all these sort of famous and not particularly famous actresses beating each other up. Um, 
but like basically they'd kick the camera and then the camera next thing you'd see is like Florence Pugh falling away from her camera as if she'd been kicked. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to be able to figure this out right now, quite frankly. Wow, that really sucks that you can't find it out. Well, maybe one of our listeners will let us know. Um, but So I'm going to go with Juliet Lewis, and if it's not Juliet Lewis, I'm going to go with Jennifer Jason Lee. And, okay. um And I will say I do sometimes confuse the two. Um, however, I will say I just saw Juliette Lewis be incredible in a movie that was, um, I don't know if it was incredible, but I watched Ma. Oh, the, I can't watch that. The horror movie. You could yes. actually, you could absolutely watch this movie read. It will not scare you. I watched one minute of it where she's ironing a boy's flesh and I thought I'm not going to watch that. Oh, she just sticks an iron on his stomach. She doesn't, like, iron it. It's not, like, as intense as when she, like, sews a girl's mouth shut. Like, mm. and even that uh, was kind of, it's just, even the way it's done, though, you don't feel, it's shot in a way that feels, you know, family-friendly. Mm. Um, I guess okay, if you grew so- up how I grew up. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> which, was going, which was going to see, like, horror movies at eight. I don't like horror movies. No, but Juliette Lewis was great in it, and Octavia Spencer was great in it. And there's this girl in it named Diana Silvers, who I have no idea who she is. She looks so familiar, and she feels very um, specific and familiar. Like, you're like, I know her. How do I know her? And uh, I don't know. She's, she's Who can say? She's literally hasn't been in... Um, but she is going to be in another one of these films that is um, she is she Juliet Lewis's daughter in the movie? She's Juliet Lewis's daughter, and she's in a movie called Ava that is supposed Ava. to that was supposed to come out in. I mean, it should be out. It says it's a 2019 film, so it should be out. I mean, it has Colin Farrell in it. It was like is so she... hot. Wow, and Joan Chen from Twin Peaks. I and John Malkovich and she Gina Davis. <gasps> Wait, Gina Davis and Jessica Chastain and Common. Every actor. Every what the hell? What the hell? I mean, who cares about this? Anyhow, I I hope Ava's out because I love watching Jessica Chastain and Joan Chen. Ladies of another, if uh, if you've tuned in, you at to any of these, you know I love Twin Peaks, and she's one of the first people you see in the pilot, and um, is. Uh, is important and iconic and meets an incredible demise that if you haven't seen Twin Peaks, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, but it was, it was, I can't imagine people in 1992, I think is when that episode aired. Jack, why are, why are you awake at two in the morning? Well, now it's two twenty three AM and, um, I have insomnia sometimes and, uh, I have, I'm having quite a bout of it. Sassoir. Um Sassoir. This is also a time when I frequently do a lot of my writing. Like, I, I write between... For myself. Um, not when I'm dealing with school things. Around, like, one... Between, like, one and three. And I thought, well, let's record the podcast right now. 
take a little trip down memory lane. I was able to remember about Ryan Claiborne. And we, were, we almost got to, um, uh, Ryan, if you ever hear this, say hi. Uh, we almost got to do misconnections about Bard and what your misconnections would be like. Mine would be, um, I was crying by the lake holding some flowers. You might have heard me <laughs> say, uh, uh, you might have heard me say, there's a rue for you and here's some for me. Um, if you were able to hear the music coming out of my headphones, it was to bring you my love by PJ Harvey. Um, I'm sad, say hi. <laughs> that's really, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been that would have been my high school misconnection. Mine would have been like I woke up this morning to the sound of you playing scales in the practice room <laughs> below my bedroom. In the afternoon, I gave you a lemon drop from a white handkerchief that I keep in the front pocket of my backpack. Anyways, I hope you have a nice day and then at the end it'd be like it'd be like what is sex? question mark. Like that. <laughs> What I really like as well in terms of this is that my misconnection only focused on me as if to just say, I think you walked by, but I can't remember what you looked like because I was fully right. focused on my own Ophelia no tragedy. Of them, so nobody could possibly know it was that. <laughs> well, it was, it was, I guess, or maybe it cast a wide net for however many people might have walked by me. Mm, might have walked by me. Might have walked by me while I was by the lake, giving you my um, pestophilia. Okay, so what would my misconnection be like if it was for someone else? Um, I really liked that sculpture. I totally think I get it. Uh, I, too, have felt the darkness clutch my throat at 3 a.m. <laughs> Say hi whenever you want. I'm wow. standing in the moonlight. That'd be, yeah, yeah. Deep, 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 deep. Wait, what's the name of that Brazilian cult that our that our interlocking friend does? Mm, uh, Amuna? Uh, what's it called? I don't remember. I don't. Uh, 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 Amanai. Amana? Wait, no. Uh, He's so beautiful, and I believe yeah. in that place and i believe in that place <laughs> i this is where you and i always diverge i am always well this is not where you and i always diverge it's one of the places where you and i diverge i'm more than willing to go to a place where there's healing and beautiful people absolutely okay. well it's definitely one beautiful person and he and and so beautiful healing <laughs> so beautiful i remember like turning around in the cafeteria like early on in like, you know, the beginning of the semester and uh, like the my very, like the breath leaving, all of my breath leaving my body. Wow. Wow. It's, I think one of the most, it's one of my most vivid memories of, I mean, but that can, but, but that perhaps is only a real like young person thing. I mean, that's why it's like in Romeo and Juliet, those two kids get everyone killed, including themselves. I do, I do have several <laughs> like memories sort of like that, but they... They don't ever become the story. You know, there's never like the other side of it where the person also had the feeling about me. You oh, know? absolutely. And That's like most of mine for sure. Absolutely. Because <laughs> well, I didn't say anything to anyone because I was like, I'm not going to gamble to lose. You know, I, right, I was, right. 
far too, as well as, I mean, my God, it's, it's like, what a different time to be that age. It's like now kids get to see um, Euphoria and be like, also they grew up with digital mediation in a very different way than we did. I think, you know, that even that is able to sort of work things out for one's sexuality and gender. And for us, it was uh, far more, a far more barren and, um, nightmarish landscape so the the bear traps were a little more steely oh i think i, I mean but I, I didn't have any of those fears but i just right i also didn't have any game you know i was like in no position to be bold right i mean i grew up like being horribly bullied and beaten up so it was a my i think i i couldn't even think of proceeding in some way. And I was like, well, I'll just focus on my career and and know that this queerness will work itself out when I am famous enough (laughs) to be safe. It was a real thing of like, well, if I'm famous, then I'll be safe. And then I can have a boyfriend because hopefully then I'll have a bodyguard. Even like the word career was like a part of your thought process at that age. I was truly like, I just have to continue being a part of some kind of organization that will continue housing me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, mine was like at eight or so, I realized that I needed to get out of that town and I was going to need to do it by scholarship and talent. Oh, wow. I was like, I guess I'm talented enough to keep getting into these things. And I guess if I just keep training, it'll lead to something. Yeah. And I mean, and shout out to Honey Walters. I mean, shout out to your mom to being like, wow, this my child is talented and should go somewhere where that will be fostered. I mean, I heard about Interlochen because of kids in Madison at like a rave. You know, it was like... It was, and actually I heard of, and why I wanted to know about the overalls and truck, and um, not trucker, um, conductor's cap um, was because the girl, I remember there was this girl who I met and we would like go to raves and she was going to interlock in and and she was, people were like, you should apply. And I applied, I got scholarship, got to go in. First the camp and then that. And um, I remember, and she was the one who went with me to Urban Outfitters to figure out how I could like still look cool wearing like blue, a light blue on top and dark blue on bottom. Oh, wow. I didn't try it all. I just wore the, exactly the same. I had like five pairs of blue chinos and five button up blue shirts. And that was that. I like, I had a kind of, it's like what I do now and wearing all black. There's like different textures and some different shapes. Um, wow, my experience of finding out about Interlochen couldn't be more different. I was at the American Boy Choir School. There was kind of this idea that you either went to a New England prep school afterwards or you just went home to public school. And there was this handful of kind of renegade students who'd end up going to Interlochen. And there was usually one or two of them each year. And my sense was that going to interlock and meant that you would be exposed to drugs. <laughs> and I thought, oh my, I don't know. But this recruiter would come from interlock and, oh 
God, her name eludes me right now. Barbara, maybe. Oh, I feel so bad. At any rate, she's wonderful. And I, I, I always say hi to her when I go back. She still works in admissions. but Oh, yeah, we saw her when we went back. Yes, and she would come to the boy choir school and she would talk to those eighth graders who had like any interest in going to Interlochen. And she sort of convinced me to apply. And so I sent in an audio tape wow. that I recorded in the loja of me singing a section of this orchestral and choral work by a Russian composer named Sofia Gubaidalina that I had sung at Avery Fisher Hall earlier that year as one of the boy soloists. And so I sang a cappella, a section from that, and then I sang Bach, Bistu by Mir on audio tape, still have those tapes. And um, I got in. <laughs> that I, re I do remember my audition, which was, well, because I was doing theater in Madison um, and so that was also where I was, where kids were like, oh, Interlock and Arts Camp. And I don't think you audition for the camp. I think you just go. But I do remember doing my audition. I had to do an audition on tape and I did uh, Iago from Othello. Correct. And for my contemporary, I think I like made it up. And, um, <laughs> and then I got in and that, well, I got in, well, I got in, but I was, they were, I couldn't afford to go. And then of well, course, I got it. Well, well, I got it. Well, well I got well, it. I got, I got it. it. Well, I got it. No, you can't use that one. You can't use that one. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, you can't use that one. You can't use that one, Jeremy. <laughs> no, there's so many people have no idea what we're talking about with that. If you guys haven't seen the comeback. True. You should watch it. There's definitely a lot of people who have not seen. You want Jack to, Murphy? If you haven't watched the comeback, do you know who hasn't seen the comeback? Read. Who? Me. Jer what? <laughs> I haven't seen it. You gotta watch it. I like. I just couldn't stand the torturing of her at a certain moment. Like I just. It's painful. I yeah. couldn't stand the torturing of her by those. LA kids and yeah. also here's the thing with comeback I believe I've talked about this on the podcast before it came out the same time as fat actress and fat actress was uh -huh. so rough and I just it, it just was more my the follow-up season of the comeback where they like waited 10 years and then they made another is kind of profound and I would I'd recommend watching that do I have to watch the first season to watch the second you one you kind of no. Okay. You really don't. I mean, I will never. Uh, there were scenes that I also saw from it that were just too chilling. Like the part where she's eating the cake going over the one line. <laughs> I've done that before for auditions. Not with cake, mind you. But like, you know, gone back for like a Mary's Gone Crackers. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> cracker, cracker, cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is cracker, cracker, cracker from? I just, it's just you eating cracker after cracker. Uh, it's just a cracker moment. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about Ryan Claiborne all the way back in the beginning was to just sort of like try and finish this. Um, Janet. Loop. Her name's <laughs> Janet. Her name is Janet. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What the, a relief. The, the girl in high school? Ugh, the admissions counselor. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> 
It's Janet. Maybe even Janet Morris? Janet. It's Janet. <sighs> what a relief. Thank God. Thank God. So, because when I was singing Can't Help It, The Girl Can't Help It, I was reminded that Ryan Claiborne for this piece uh, in where we were doing like these self-scripted pieces and he wrote like this, his piece was this really dark, terrifying piece. And then we had to also choose a song that we felt best expressed ourselves. And so after he read this really dark, terrifying piece he had written, he stood up and sang, I'm just a girl who can't say no. Oh no. And I mean, picture that at 16, like, it really sets the bar high. And, I mean, um, who knew? I had no idea Ryan Claiborne was a performance artist. Well, I mean, if you go to Interlochen, you end up becoming a performance artist, basically. That's not true. Some people end up becoming, like, physician's assistants. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, you know who we need to have <laughs> on is Michael McMillan. That we have not had Michael McMillan on yet. Who, by the way, Michael McMillan has his own podcast. Huh? Yeah, Michael McMillan has a podcast that we have to, I don't know. I'll try and, like, make some. For those of you who don't know who Michael McMillan is, Michael McMillan, um, I was in True Blood and um, and and various others. Also, like, my crazy ex-girlfriend. Oh, wait, can I just say? Uh-huh. You can say whatever you want. So, it's so nice. That's it's our so podcast. True. That's so. absolutely true about this podcast. We literally <laughs> say whatever we want. You can absolutely um, say whatever you want. It's so true. Remember, okay, there are a couple times I'm that we're loving Jeremy, this memory lane. I love, there are a couple I love times where Jeremy, Jeremy has edited a couple things out that I've been like, why? But anyways. Oh, work. Um, the B-roll, honey, the B-roll. That's for the library. Honey. That was long ago. I feel Jeremy long ago stopped even listening. He just like literally takes our recordings. Oh, yeah. And then Honey, let me online. tell you what. Jeremy has no time. I literally... I, um, she wakes up at, you know, whenever the sun rises, which is probably like 5.30. And then Even she- Even as you're talking, like every thought of what I thought I was about to talk about is left my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help your mom remember in a moment. And I'll Jeremy- I'll help your mama. I'll help your mama, mama. And Jeremy works all day long on Natalia Yerushalmi's, uh, Paramodernities. Oh, that's so great. That's like, good. He is working all day long on that is a worthwhile all cause. The material going forward, and like all it. all the ins and outs, she is literally producing it. I and remember. quite frankly, shout out to Princeton. Um, like, are they paying everybody? Well, hire Jeremy. Like, oh yeah, Princeton itself should. I mean, Jeremy's working for Nutta, but has been in, I think, contact with Princeton. But like Princeton. Queen, like hire Jer- like literally Jeremy Jacob is someone just everyone. Well, Jeremy him. should really definitely crazy. apply for their fellowships, their teaching fellowships. That's true. And yeah, their creative actually. fellowships. And anyway. Absolutely. Um they uh, uh so we were in the paper this week. We were, ladies and gentlemen, other if you didn't notice, um we were in the New York Times uh on the front Uh, of the art section above the fold and later on inside of the paper um more photos of us in a bathtub we did a fantastic interview with gia corliss and i do want to say for the live paper the live paper the paper it was live 
the the IRL paper, the in real life hard copy paper, uh, which I have a story about. Um, there's two photos that aren't used on the online version of us I in the tub. And I was so happy with how good my right foot looks. I, I can't. Oh, it looks very nice. I pointed it until my teeth hurt. Oh. <laughs> I really shaped that foot because, Lord, we know I do not have good feet. And um, I really worked but it. But how about that, like, truly... It would take a pandemic to get a podcast on the cover of the art section. That is, that's real. I was really like, there's really nothing happening. That's unbelievable. Well, I think the kind of, or the interesting point of it is in a pandemic or in this time when we can't be in live spaces, what remains and how to keep people connected. And that was the point of the article. Was it's, it, it actually is. What, what are the things now that are going to help sustain this form, help there be any sense of a community as things are put forward into streaming formats, like what Nita's doing or, um, you know, what if Pam is going to do something or all these commissions that are happening for the Guggenheim Works in Process, which I'm sure you and I will be talking about, you and I also have, are commissioned by them to do it. <laughs> I, I, I think it's, it, I think that, it's that's that's also what we're doing is i wish there was a transcription of the last 25 seconds of you it's incredible well there will be because <laughs> um it's it's been recported and it'll go out and jeremy can just have it put oh it with through pam, something t- to pam terawatts <laughs> did i say terawatts <laughs> No, that's what the, that's how the computer is um <laughs> is reading her name. Wait, I want to know why you want there to be a transcription of what I just said. Oh my god, it's when you you well, I know you won't hear the playback because you don't listen to the podcast. I but, don't. I don't listen to wow, any podcast. It was just a lot of words. It was crazy. It's that it was uh, it was two in the morning talk. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But isn't this how <laughs> I always talk? Um, it was a little different. It started out like how you always talk, and then it and then it shifted. Hmm. Well, maybe I should, maybe my hours and schedule should be between midnight and 10 a.m. All maybe. right. You and Jeremy, it's like the, the night shift, night shift. It's, it's Jack's turn. Well, it's really the queen of the night and the queen of the day. And you'll I mean, wake it, Jeremy up at 6 a.m. and you say, okay, right. hello, I'm going to go to bed now. Well, there is this thing. I mean, I'm a Scorpio rising and Jeremy is a hardcore Taurus. And there is this thing. I mean, I'm an Aquarius. I get it. I get it. But there is this thing that describes the, a Taurus as the uh, the queen of earth and the Scorpio as the queen of hell. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, but anyhow, yes, ladies and other, we were in the New York Times read the article. We it's had, a great article. It's a, It's a great article. We had a last doing that photo shoot with Matthew. Yeah, and then I got um a strangely hateful email today. <laughs> you got fan mail, Reed. That's called fan mail. <gasps> oh, that's true. Let I me tell you what. It. Let me tell you what. If you if you if you wanna if you wanna shine your light, honey, then you gotta know that there's shade. The more light you got, <laughs> the more shade. Yes, Matthew Lifehite, I believe is how you say his name. I think that sounds right. That seems good. Our photographer who went to Yale with Jeremy O'Harris, who I just did a talk with tonight for the Bard students. Matthew was so nice. He really put me at ease. I loved him. We had a tremendous time with that queen. She's fierce. 
Um, what was I going to say about that? Uh, yes, I did a talk tonight later to another with Jeremy O'Harris for the Bard College students. We recorded it. If you want a copy, I have it. Um, I literally would be going into tech right now for Jeremy O'Harris' show. But Oh my gosh, how um, time flies. How time flies. But that's not what's happening. That'll happen um, later. Sure, sure, sure. But in the meantime, we're here with our podcast, and we're also here with our live show, which, again, ladies and gentlemen, another happens on Tuesdays. No longer on Instagram, though we did have fun on, on Instagram this past Tuesday, and people I really did heard, love that show. I have heard that it was our best live. People really, well, I think it's, you got to stay contemporary, and you got to stay with the times. So I think Messi's where it's at. It was super, super me- I can't, I literally, I was actually upset when... Jeremy erased it from Instagram so fast I couldn't even pull any videos and he also he said sorry he said sorry he he did he like preemptively apologized I basically said did you delete the Instagram live and then he wrote back this morning he's like I did and I'm I'm already sorry I did <laughs> I was like oh it it's was, okay is it gone forever now it is Jack it's literally gone forever we did have really one of our wildest Instagram lives, which I'll also say last night at... Don't say it too much because it makes me sad to think about. Maybe it's good for you to feel sad, Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Are you jealous, Jack, that I forget about sadness? <laughs> um, no, I just think that it would be good for you to, to be more sad sometimes. I think I it would think help you. I that's true. No. Well, all right. We all have different opinions. I've um, already been through enough. Do you know what I mean? You have been through a lot. Thank Absolutely. you. <laughs> you really have. It's and not been all great, although I do, I make it sound like it's all been fine, because that's one of my, I love that word, fine. Well, you're good but, at casual. You're, yeah. You're good at, like, you're good at, like, doing casual, you, like, literally, you are a white, your sweatshirt is a white sweatshirt that says casual coping. <laughs> like, that is absolutely yours. And I am in a black shirt with that has been, like, written in a very scrawl, white lettering. Chaos is truth. You know, you it's really, like, this is merch, Jack. This is merch. All right. All right. I mean, I really want to own Chaos Reigns, but I feel that it's Wait, been what is stolen you, what is yours from and me. what is mine again? Say it again. Mine is you, ca- yours casual. Is casual yours is casual, casual coping. coping. Mm-hmm. And mine, I wish mine could be Chaos Reigns, but it's been stolen from me it by the... It no, can't be because of the Antichrist. But, I mean, <laughs> Chaos is a, certainly part of my brand, but so, I thought you said chaos is truth. Is that what you said? That was what I said. I think that's good. That's nice. It came from my 10th year in my, with my therapist. who I'm coming up on having been with him now for 18 years. And um, in year 10, I remember I had my hand on the door handle. And my therapist said, and Jack. And I turned around. And I said, yes. He goes, just remember, everything is out of control. Mm, that's good to remember. And too. I and I said, "Wow, it took ten years of us <laughs> working together before you could say that." And he was like, "Yeah, I knew it was going to take a bit of time." People who believe in like true love and destiny is it's really like, and I hate to say it, but seek treatment. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Seek treatment. 
What is th- what is that? What do you mean? It's a mean? podcast. It's another podcast. I don't listen to that. I know, but I do, and I like them. So what? So but what's be your point about phrases. that? Oh, oh, what's the, what are their phrases? Well, their podcast is called Seek Treatment, so it's their oh, catchphrase. I, oh, I get what you're saying. People <laughs> who believe in true love and destiny should seek treatment. Yeah. I see. I see. I got it. Um, or, or God's plan, also seek treatment. Well, I mean... Or, like, read a history book. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, and then you say God's plan, and it's like, well, which one, honey? Exactly. Which God? And also, what are we talking about here? Like, and what is your experience with energy? You know? Because <laughs> let's talk about that. We've all experienced the energetic shifts. I've been doing, you know, I have my Insta live bombs that happen when I'm on a manic upswing. I did, um, I did experience that from you last night. It must have been, again, 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. It was about 1.30, and I had read the news do you want me to describe to you what I saw when I tuned in? Yes, because I know what you, I, I saw pushed, you when you tuned in. So I, I want I describe for live. viewers what you saw. Uh-huh. I said Jack Fervor live. I said I want to mm-hmm. get in on that. I said mm-hmm. I'm going to get my eyes on that. Mm-hmm. And so I pushed it, and I got my eyes on it, but you definitely didn't get your eyes on me because they were closed, and you were laying on the couch or bed and you were counting with your fingers with your eyes closed mm-hmm. it silently mm-hmm. and then i i must have stayed with you for 12 seconds i said okay and i left <laughs> good um uh what i what i was doing was i had read the news and it felt stressful and so i had insomnia and I went on live and I thought if people didn't know the Wim Hof breathing method, I would guide them through it. (laughs) And so um, I did three rounds of the Wim Hof breathing method, guiding people through it if they wanted to do it with me. And then that was it. And I um, turned it off. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. On On an Insta live I'd had the night before, I did this real manic riff of, uh, of, Kind of becoming dance theory and um, and talking about a book that you and I have been making that's in um, a security deposit box in lower, lower Manhattan. And, uh, you know, this I'm just... full fantasy. Uh-huh, I was telling a story. Um, but, you know, it's like my shows where people think it's real or, you know, what part's true, what part's real. And um, what's that game where it's called one... Truth, two lies. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. It, it's like um, there's a there's a game called like Balderdash. Wait, Balderdash. Bald. Maybe it's Balderdash or apples for apples. I don't. I think know. it's called Two Truths, One Lie, and it's just like a drinking game. Anyhow, um, so I was I was talking about this book that you and I uh that had written uh with Elizabeth Berkeley and some other dancers. Uh, that had been edited by Jackie Onassis because she, of course, as we know, had edited Martha Graham's Blood Memory and what it was like to work with Jackie and but where this book is currently located because we only wrote it uh, with uh, pen and paper and bound it with chicken wire. And, um, and while, and then I started just to like go through different theorists and psychoanalysts and on and on and on. 
Um, but during the middle of it, Heather Watts tuned in. And actually, yes. And uh, I was so happy for it because I got to tell her how much the video performance that I got to see of her in Ruby's meant to me to see uh, it performed like that Uh, with this level of uh, to the edge and even past and just really living it. And so I really hope that Heather will come on our podcast. And did Heather say thank you? Um, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Well, we can, I'm sure, figure out a way to make that happen. After all, we are Times Magazine. What's it called? The New York Times newspaper cover boys. Um, yes. Well, I mean, you can keep the boys for yourself. Oh, people, people. Yes, thank you, thank you. Are we are we concerned that this is the follow-up episode to our big story in the Times and truly it's um, incoherent? I don't think the story was incoherent. We talked about um, high school. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what did you want it to be? Did you want to talk about... I um, honestly didn't consider it until just when I said it. When I, when, did you, when did I you, said I feel concerned is when I felt concerned. Did you want it to be... Did you, do you want to talk about Balanchine and do you want me to talk about Martha Graham? I mean, we can do no, that. No. Well, well do, you want to, do you want to talk about the influence that Matt's act has had on choreographers oh, like Ryan Jack. Huffington? No. Um, no. Do you want to talk no. about uh, the I, importance I of Yuri t- Killian and what ends up happening no. with Jester? Although I am, I'm feel so compelled to say something mean, but I won't. Okay, then don't. Oh, Sometimes I God. think uh, the world's already filled with so much meanness these it's days. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. You know, and it's like it's just that I watched a video that was really upsetting, and I'm not going to say anything more about it. And you and I can talk about it privately. Okay. And well, can you talk about without naming names? Can you talk about what made you upset about it? I was upset that this amount of financial and organizational support is going into making such bad derivative passe art, dance mm. art. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, mm. that's well, all it's interesting. Say. I mean, in in terms of, it, it came up tonight. Even when I when I was talking with, uh, in, when I had this discussion with Jeremy O'Harris uh, about uh, the practice of art making, or and in, in his case in particular, in theater, and talking about how far can you push it, and um, and also where does capital want to traffic? And of course, it's going to want to traffic with a known. So when you say derivative, I'm not surprised that there is money that feels safe to align itself with that. Because it's... Derivative and lazy. So lazy. Oh, my God. Well, and I think what that requires then is also is an education. And maybe that can, that is something that uh, we can try to be better about on the days that we don't want to talk about when, how we went to high school. 
That's true. That's true. Okay, well, I, I mean, guess but the we other thing is the other, and I feel we talked about this in the interview with Gia. It's like I already, I already have a job as a full time professor. It's so, and what this is, and I think that was part. It is part of the joy of this podcast is it's about connection and humor and fun and play. And if also we're going to teach something or, uh, or, or give a kind of history behind something, or perhaps instead of teaching I'd have it, I'd prefer it to be an idea of opening up a, some viewership around something that maybe people feel, uh, they don't know how to view or feel excluded from. Right. I just want people to have a really good time and feel that they want to participate in the conversation. Yeah. That's and, it. And which conversation? Our conversation or the conver- or like the conversation with capital D dance? Well, mostly just our conversation. Yeah. But if they feel inspired to participate in the conversation about dance, that's fine. I have had a I will put this out there. I have had and when I say a lot, I have had I this seems for me like a lot that I've received over 30 some messages about wanting there to be a discussion about moves where people would get to see moves and then you and I discuss the work. Well, we're going to have to deal with the Jerome Robbins trust if that's ever to happen. And that's a tricky, tricky thing. They're they're I think even more um, locked down than the Balanchine trust. Well, I mean, I did just work we both have worked with Linda and uh, I also went through archival Robbins material while working on the AIDS oral history project so maybe it's a closer possibility maybe maybe but um anyhow um I think I think this was a great follow-up episode this was this was a very here we are you're in LA I'm in upstate New York for now I'm gonna for now, I'm not sure where I'll go in a couple of weeks, but for right now, I'm here. <laughs> and um, I do have a fantasy of driving cross country and just showing up, though I, I'd have I to mean, find an apartment. You and you have to what? I'd have to find an apartment. Oh, I thought you you still have your apartment in New York. And um, you have many places to stop along the way. You guys can do a multi month road trip. That's true. I could absolutely live. Um, with Matt and Emily and Jane for as oh long God. as they, they would let me. They would love to have you, at, at least for four days. I also do have a secret fantasy of that I could somehow just live at Interlochen for the rest of this. In a dorm, in an empty dorm? <laughs> no, I'd want to live by the, like, when I when they brought me there to set a piece... When I, I set a piece at Interlochen for the 50th anniversary and these young men and women, which I'd later do at Bard, and I was put in a three-bedroom house on the lake. Wow, wow, wow. And you it know, was, whenever I go there to teach, they always put me not in anything that fancy. Do they put you in the hotel? I have seen the hotel, which I rather like because you can just walk downstairs and have, you know, an English muffin. Um, but... I've also stayed in like faculty cabins, the the ones that are like um, du- half of a house. You know what I mean? I need to have a kitchen and a tub. That's like a, it's in my rider. I have to be able to make food. I have to be able to have coffee. I have to, you know, make my witch food and I have to be able to take a full bath. 
Full bath. Full bath, girl. Full bath. It's just the way it is. I don't take many baths, but I did take a bath for our photo shoot. Oh, and I will be posting that movie that Matt did of us, oh. that incredible short film of um, what it was like to shoot subjects via Zoom. You know, there's a whole photo that I hope it worked out. I'm going to see if I can get it from Matt. That's with me and Rory outside. Oh, Rory. I put on um, those uh, those shiny Japanese silk uh, shorts from Liana Zuniga and sat electric feathers and sat on the fence while feeding Rory some of his feed. Yeah, it was really sweet. Um, well, on that note, it's 3 a.m. I really should try and go to sleep. I truly should. Bard we is have, so um, next level right now. I've, it's, I we'll can't. We'll be recording podcast in nine hours. So That's right. We'll be recording a podcast in nine hours. I will also be viewing a lot of student work. I um, don't know if it's another podcast or if it's. We have spoken the for same an hour. Podcast. We certainly have. So maybe this is the podcast. This, this might be this week's podcast. Right. There, you know, we're just letting you in on the production talk because it's, there's always the possibility that the interview is part of the podcast, but maybe it will stand alone as this preamble will also stand alone as its own episode because it's a very long amble. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and isn't that dance? Isn't that choreography? Isn't that durational? Mm-hmm. You know, it's certainly durational. Yeah. Well, this is our long form art project. Truly endless. Oh, also shout out that everything's imaginable will be streaming through the New York Live Arts uh, restreaming. I believe is what it's called. Um, oh, that's nice. I should I should say that because they wrote me yesterday. <laughs> And were you already like, I already have the whole thing available on my uh, website? Well, I, I did say it, it is available on my website, but I, of, of course, absolutely, I'm, I'm honored to be asked. And then they asked for the script of what I say at the end, which was a real dig through. And I, and briefly, even just looking at that script, I was like, oh, wow, this show does end real sad. Um, Why are they going to like, are they going to close caption it? Or yeah, something? yeah. They're doing close That's caption nice. on it, which That's I think nice. is, which I think is great. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, so ladies and gentlemen, if you want something to watch, uh, New York Live Arts has a thing called Re-Live Art Streaming, which is a free streaming platform. And uh, I will be posting it on my Insta, um, but I'm sure it's also on the New York Live Arts website and um, check out the other works that they have up. And uh, make sh- again, make sure to tune in to us uh, on YouTube, on our Dance and Stuff channel, Tuesday, Tuesday at, 8 p.m. at 8 p.m. with a very special guest who I'm not going to say right now. I'm going to leave it as a mystery guest, but I'm really excited because we're honing in on getting some of their work which as a clue was Reed's and my uh, favorite show that oh, year. Oh, And wow. so we're, hon- we're honing in on trying to get a video clip of that work to show before right. we talk with our guests. And I will have by then learned um, the female solo from Agon. So <gasps> things to look forward to. Oh, wow. As per Justin Peck's request. Wow, that's... 
That is really good. I am, I, Balanchine trust don't come for me. I'm not going to use the music. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I feel like with that solo, I can't really, I guess I could still give your inner narrative of it, but it might be good just to let people watch you do it. I did like giving the inner narrative for those of you who missed our Insta live, which is now deleted forever. We did do um, the Giselle's variation from Act it's One, sad. and I narrated what Giselle was thinking about uh, during that variation, which included um, bug bites and not liking her mom. Well, it's true. Anyhow, um, on that note, uh, please like, subscribe, follow on YouTube. Uh, That's where you'll be seeing the show. And please consider being one of our Patreons. Patrons. I can never, because I always want to say patrons, but it's it's through Patreon because we... And we do have merch, puzzles, tote bags, but hopefully in the future we'll have those... um, those t-shirts or sweatshirts that Absolutely. have frozes. Though for right now, no merch is being mailed until things can get, um, well, able until Jeremy, I could get back to where the merch is and uh, get it to a post office in a way that feels uh, safe. Well, hopefully it's like my post office where you just throw it over the desk into that big bucket. That was incredible. <laughs> that was really incredible with meat flaps. I know. Well, I've mailed out like 10 Reed and Harriet bathing suits since I got here, and there's still two left. So anyone, if you need a bathing suit, you better get well, them while the What's that like good. in L.A.? What's the post office like? I don't know. I don't go to the post office. Jane does it. I have her print out a printed home label, and then I tape it onto the thing. And then she just throws, I guess she throws That's it in the L.A. bucket. to do, because Jeremy has that. It's just that they're back in our apartment, and we just didn't have the foresight to bring all the dance and stuff merchandise with us. How that. could you have? I Nobody know. knew that this, it's been two months. I just want to, it's been two months. How long does it feel? It's interesting, because mine is completely bisected in half by this cross-country trip. Mm-hmm. Um, how long does it feel? It feels both forever and also like nothing at all has happened since every day is sort of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say it feels, it feels like, it feels... Like two weeks and a year? Exactly. Mm-hmm. If a yeah. year, if this had been a year... I'd say, sure, okay, I believe you. It feels like two weeks, and it also feels like a year. Although I would hope I I had made more progress with my extension in Cunningham class if it had actually been a year. It's looking pretty good when I I see what you post. My legs are like lead. Lead, I can't, I cannot put, I can't get them up. Honey, do you need like an iron moment or something? What's going on? No, it's not like I don't have the energy. It's like I don't. I no longer have the leverage system inside. I don't know where it went. <laughs> you need to do Pilates. Lay on your back and like do toe touches and like extensions right. and you stuff know what? like that. When I was at PMB, this girl, Leslie, started doing Pilates and her legs went up immediately. Yeah. Like they got higher and higher. Yeah, you just have to stretch your hamstrings and get your psoas on. Lifting me higher and higher. That's the song, right? From Ghostbusters 2. I didn't see Ghostbusters 2, but I have, I will look forward to seeing it. Oh, wait. Or Ghostbusters 1. It might have been Ghostbusters 1 or 2. It's, you know, I feel like when the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man walks through New York City, that's the song that animates him. 
Yeah, you might be right. I can't remember, but I do love Sigourney Weaver so much. Oh, and she's heaven. Heaven. I have personal I, I have stories with question. her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have one more question. Tonight on HBO, Alien vs. Predator was on. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't really know about this as a concept. So, Predator oh, is one one kind some... of movie, and Alien's another kind of movie, and then they just smush them together? Oh, I believe the first one of those that was made um, was Michael versus Jason. So it was Mike Myers from um, right. Halloween right. Uh, versus um, right. Jason from Friday uh-huh. the 13th. Nightmare on Elm. Uh-huh. I do believe the Flintstones meeting the Jetsons, um, Flintstones meeting the Jetsons was prior even to that. <laughs> Yes. I don't know, but when you brought up Freddy Krueger, I don't know if there's ever one where Freddy Krueger meets another villain because Freddy exists in such an alter nightmare space. Like, Mike Myers and Jason could not defeat Freddy Krueger. Like, Freddy Krueger would be like, "Hmm, I'll see you in your dreams and kill you there. (laughs) (laughs) Freddy was too scary for me. I saw some part of a Freddy Krueger film when I was young and a woman got turned in, she was a cockroach being squished in a, in a, in a sticky oh, she trap. Goes, she goes into the roach motel. Yeah, that one is pretty scary. That one I believe is Dream Warriors. The Nightmare on Elm Street franchise is incredibly terrifying and the first one is really good. Johnny Depp is in it. You get to watch oh. stairs get turned into marshmallows. Ooh. That And it's, you know, and it's, of course there's some CGI with it, but there's this part where the main lead it's she's she has to run up the stairs away from Freddy, and as she runs up these pink carpeted stairs, they just turn into marshmallow and her feet CGI, go through. CGI, Jack, really? Oh no, they're it's not CGI. Oh okay, okay. I thought you said there's some CGI, and I thought seems way too early for that. No, no, there is something that happens later on in the film that it definitely has some CGI in it, but there's not oh. a lot in the film that is. There's, but I kind of. Like, I kind of feel like you should watch it. It's a really great horror film. I won't. I'm not going to do it. People have been asking for horror recommendations, and I've been giving them because I have been watching horror films as a way to cope. Everyone, have you seen Alien? Of course. That movie is really crucial. I'm going to use crucial for the second time on this one. Okay. Uh Big, Uh big business, Mm -hmm. heart and souls. Those are my four recommendations right now. My recommendations would be Alien, Aliens, <laughs> um, uh. mm, oh, I was playing, right um, I was playing this categories, uh, internet game with Russell and uh, some other friends the other day. And, um, it said, it was a kind where it's a letter and the letter was E and then you have to fill it in for the categories and the category was a comedy and I wrote L and I was like that's correct actually that's correct was it well it's there's no right answers but there's you know what I mean like that is that I did someone did just ask me recently like oh should I go down now that I have time in choir should I do an Isabella Huppert dive and I was like yes as as a tear I, I, came I was, out of your eye, I yes. was like, "Why are you asking this question?" And then I gave a list of movies that are incredible that one should definitely watch. Of course, 
A lot of you probably know of a bunch of them. One, but if you want to watch one go. that's really about Here the end of go. the world, it's Time of the Wolf. Never it's heard a, of it. It's a, it's a great one. It's a great one to watch. While we've been talking, I have watched The Moon, which I believe is full today or tomorrow. Travel well, across it did the look sky. Big. I saw it big when I came out of Jane's house. I dinner. have watched it travel from one window to the next to this third window, which Jane means it's time to go. We're, we're going to go look at the red tide on the ocean tomorrow, which is like phosphorescent algae that make it neon blue at night. Well, please um, gram it so I can see I it. can't look at the moon anymore without thinking of baboon to the moon. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Remember when I did that ad? That was one of my better advertisements. <laughs> oh, I think your best ad is the one where you and Jeremy really, really start laughing. Wasn't that baboon to the moon dot com? No, it's the one where you where you go follow your follow your follow your follow your follow your <laughs> where where you can't speak English anymore. It's... Oh, that was when I did an ad I'd already done before, and I yeah. put my earbuds in to listen to the former ad, and then tried to just say it. <laughs> <laughs> it we still we still play that one. Big, it's a real as, hit as it goes. Um, also, for those of you who are going to donate to our Patreon, we are coming up with something that will be special just for you. So, well, thank you all for listening to this 10-minute tag to this already endless diatribe about nothing. It was really, it was about um, the moon and um, high school romances that never came to pass. And We're apparently feeling um, very empowered to truly waste your time now that our podcast is famous. And, uh, and about our famous podcast that we did a famous photo shoot for. And um, uh, yeah, that we loves you. We do love you. That's true. That's a true story. Oh.